Oscar Piastri is officially driving for McLaren, and it's time for the lungs of the Dutch to fill with flare smoke and Zanvoort for the Dutch Grand Prix. It's Woo. lights out, and away we go for episode 76 of the Eating Asphalt Podcast. Fuck you. <coughs> no, no, sorry. I was, I was gonna... <coughs> All right, everyone. We are back. It is Friday morning, Ooh. race weekend, and we're in Amsterdam. How are you feeling? I'm good. Are we in Amsterdam? We are. That, that, is, that is it. I'll be honest. It, the, the place that they're racing has too many names because I've heard it called Netherlands, the Am- like Amsterdam. Is Copen- Copenhagen is not Copenhagen. that. Nope. Yep. All right. Well, no, I'm good though. Mr. Geography. <laughs> really, way to starting off the podcast Hey-o. in a strong suit, looking like an idiot. Uh, no, I'm excited for this one. I think uh, I would be shocked if anybody but our boy Maxi Verstappen wins this race. But I don't know. I feel like any time that I make a bold prediction like this on the podcast, it blows up in my face. So actually, let me reverse engineer it and say I'm excited. Congratulations in advance to Max Verstappen for winning the Zandvoort Grand Prix. On to the next week. On to the next week. Well, yeah, let's get right into this podcast. We have, obviously, as always, our recent headlines, our Grand Preview, and then followed by our race predictions. So um, starting off with our recent headlines, I think the biggest thing that we want to cover is the Piastri drama ends officially this morning with McLaren um, getting him, locking him down for 2023 and 2024. So all that hype around Alpine and thinking that they will win in court, um, I feel like it's kind of like the Johnny Depp drama, you know? Um, Amber Rose was like, I got this, no problem. See you guys, look at my acting skills, and then backfire. Yeah, Amber Heard, I think is who you meant. Amber Rose, I believe, is a pornographic actress. Weird that I knew that name. That's crazy. (laughs) I don't know what what came over that. I just pulled that out of, out of my backside. I'm sure Johnny um, Depp yeah, has seen both. I'm sure, right? <laughs> He's definitely had both in his bed. And maybe both pooped in his bed. Um, um, I think, yeah, going back to the Formula One talk, the Piastri stuff, do you think that they ever, like, do you think that Alpine ever really, like, thought that there was a possibility for them to win this? Or were they just, like, feeling an obligation? Or was it just kind of like a child having a tantrum, being like, no, no, you race with us? Dude, I think they probably, like, dumb... I mean, if they thought they had him the first time, I'm sure they thought they had him the second and the third time, right? <laughs> like, they just, just blind stupidity, being like, no, 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 no. Like, clearly we think we are right. He's done. He's back with us. Yeah, I, it seems like one of those lawsuits where, like, the lawyers who are getting paid for this stuff are just licking their lips, being like, yeah, well, you oh, you want to go... Dude, we should this, definitely this take point, this to court, 100%, brother. Yeah, no, we, let's, let's really drive this into the ground. This is going to take... It's going to take triple the hours, but, you know, there's a 0.1% chance that you might get your driver back. Just squeeze that uh, retainer out. Be like, my God, dude, exactly. we got him exactly where we want him. 
I think I remember uh, Otmar Sofnauer talking about it in an interview, and he was ta- he the way he phrased it, he was like, yeah, I mean, well, we're going to tell our side of the story, and they're going to tell their side of the story, and we'll see where it ends up. Well, that is actually, but, I mean, obviously the definition of how a court case works. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're just ex- describing exactly how every court case happens. We tell our side, they tell their side, and then they come to the decision. All right, and speaking of Alpine, let's talk about Fernando. So Fernando, we remember he had a bit of a spicy word that he said to Lewis when Lewis uh, came in a little little too much uh, from the outside and didn't leave space for him last weekend. Uh, he called him an idiot, and he apologized, sort of. <laughs> did he apologize? <laughs> I mean, like, did he apologize? Did I mean, he said, I shouldn't have said that, but... Uh, you know, the Spaniards, like myself and um, the Earth, he said like the Latin group, myself, Checo, and Signs takes it very well. Um, so it's a little different. So he was kind of like a backhanded compliment, kind of, or a backhanded diss again, being like, oh, we can take it. Lewis can't. That's my favorite kind of apology. The ones where it's like, I'm sorry that I put you in a situation that you're not man enough yeah, to. Yeah, I'm sorry accept. that you got upset for <laughs> what I said, but obviously I would not have gotten upset. I'm sorry that you don't have thick enough skin to understand that. That is racing, you little, little exactly. baby. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that whole saga was kind of like a that, – they that wasn't much ado about nothing really. Like drivers get heated. I feel like stuff like that gets said all the time. But, like, but do you remember when Lewis signed a hat and mm-hmm. said like for Fernando and he signed a Mercedes hat? And then later on in the week they took a picture together with the hat. Like I wonder if their PR teams are just like – going back and forth and being like, oh, you know it would be funny? You should do this. Or if it's like coming from the drivers themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely got to have some like PR aspect to this, right? Like there's no way that they're, that Fernando was like, oh, yeah, like I'd love to go and pick up the hat from the Mercedes garage. Yeah, 100%. Like, they, saw, they saw him walking away from it with the hat in hand. I was like, I'm sure the first, the last thing he wants to do is like, yeah, I'm going to have to come on here with my tail between my legs and be like, oh, thanks for the hat. Sorry again. I want to be a fly on the wall during the communications between the Mercedes PR team and Alpine's PR team being like, hey, we got this idea, okay? We want Fernando to come over and, yeah, basically get alphaed by Lewis, who signed a hat for him. Like, what if, what if imagine signing a hat for somebody else Dude, on the grid who is, like, also a Formula One driver. I really wish we could have seen, like, where that hat actually went because I'm sure right in the, like, it's in the trash right now, 100%. Yeah, the only way you alpha Lewis back if you're Fernando is like be like, hey, Lewis, thank you very much. And then while he's looking at you, throw it in a Mercedes trash can. <laughs> uh, I mean, sticking on Alpine, obviously, let's just get all our Alpine news out of the way. They talked to Esteban Ocon uh, about his preferred teammate for 2023. And it is, Ian, have a guess. Uh, okay, it can't be Danny. I would say Mick, maybe Mick. You're right. Is that who? M- Mick all Schumacher, right. yeah. I think he probably wants someone younger than him so he could be like the obvious number one like head honcho because I'm sure he's been tired of just being like the second in command this entire time. And I don't know if it has, I mean, I do, but I don't know if it has anything to do with it. But Mick gave an interview this morning, it's Friday morning, and he was smiling the whole time and they were asking him about his future plans and he was dodging the questions, but he had a big shit-eating grin on his face. So congrats to Mick for going to Alpine. Yeah. Silly season is starting to wrap up. A lot of like set moving parts going down. 
Next up on our headlines, let's talk about some drama with the capital D. Lando Norris and model girlfriend Louisinha have broken up. Um, I, okay, here's my thing about this. I know, like, F1 is a big reality TV show, but in my humble opinion that nobody asked for, like, relationship news of the drivers seems a little bit like too reality TV for me. Like, this shouldn't be a headline that we have to read about. Like, when, you know, when do you see in, like, soccer or NFL football, like, somebody being like, oh, just so you guys know, this guy broke up with his I, girlfriend. Like I just, would firmly disagree. Tom Brady and Giselle are struggling, and all I see is headlines. Oh, yeah, really? I didn't even. I don't even know. Yeah, dude, apparently they're in a big, big fight. So I mean, I think they're only going to do it with the big stars like Lando Norris, like Tom Brady. You know. Well, if that's the case, then how come we never hear about Lewis and all of his escapades? Because I feel like we didn't. We do an episode one time where we like listed out all of Lewis's girlfriends. <laughs> it was like Rihanna. Well, I think he might be like the Derek Jeter, where it's just like super, super undercover, and then he like will give them. A basket of like diamonds and gold after he <laughs> sleeps with them or something like that. It's like it was absolutely lovely. I'll never see you again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, uh, tough scene for anyone listening, but Ian, you know what I'm doing right now? You're writing down something, putting your name in the hat. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> for either, for either one, honestly. Yeah, whoever will take me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Lando wants to play around, you know, if Luisinha wants to play around, whatever. Dude, let's just have some fun. I'm a good time. All right, moving right along. Uh, FP1 was is FP1 is this morning, and we have a little bit issue of performance in the Red Bull garage. Shocker! Uh-oh. Big surprise there. Max with a gearbox. Max with a gearbox issue. Um, I don't know if it's uh, fixable. We have not heard any news, but if he has to take another penalty. It would be lovely to see him just cruise through uh, just like last week and uh, win with 18 seconds again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how, give me, speaking of like him winning by a margin, give me the margin that you think the winner wins by this weekend. And I'll give you in five second increments. I'm going to assume Max, and I'm going to say, I think just because Spa was so, it's so long um, that it bodes well to break out. So I'm going to, I'm going to go max wins by 12 seconds. Okay. All right. So between 10 to 15. I'll say between 15 to 20. All right. We will okay. not write that down and we will forget about it. So good thing we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. It's never <laughs> happened unless it worked. Um, yeah. Best of luck with Max. I'm sure he doesn't need it. Uh, let's move on to more Max news. Don't know if you saw this, but... Martin Brundle came out saying that he fears that Verstappen could receive the same treatment as Hamilton as far as online abuse, given his domination in the sport. Um, I don't... Something doesn't fit... Of, I don't think it was just do- I about the domination. If I remember I correctly, I don't necessarily think that that was the main point of contention of why people hated Lewis Hamilton online. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of those tweets. It wasn't about uh, him being a seven-time world yeah. champion, that's for sure. Yeah, um, dude, this is such a funny thing. I read that, and I was like, he's trolling. Like, he's trolling to make it like <laughs> to make it seem like he doesn't know that. Like, it's, it's so much racial, like, you know, just racist assholes. Yeah, I was going to say, update, Martin Brundle doesn't know yeah, what Yeah, like, this is one of those headlines that he puts out there, and then someone explains it to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, see, I uh, I don't see color, so I wouldn't even know. Yeah, no, he's like, F- well, no, I mean, I like, uh, racist 
racism doesn't right. happen in Formula One. That's that's why it Hashtag works. Drive it on. out, baby. Drive out the racism. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the racism here. Uh, yeah, tough scene. Um, speaking of Hamilton, though, uh, I, the, Hamilton specifically, but kind of Mercedes in general, I feel like uh, is the most bipolar team because every other weekend it's like, hey, dude, we're we're looking really really good, or it's like, oh fuck, like move on to twenty twenty three, this year's over, and so that is kind of the latter right now because he's very down on Mercedes pace this weekend and it says it sucks and the car is slow. He was giving a ton of props to Red Bull and be like, they just did such a great job this year. The car is on fire, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, it's just one of their down weekends. I'm sure in a week or two, they're going to be like, hey, like we've really been improving. Like We should continue to focus on 2022. Uh, but it's been back and forth all year. Yeah, and so speaking of that, I, I wrote down that headline when we were just, uh, you know, when we were kind of prepping for the show. And since then, a, a headline has come out of Lewis Hamilton saying he doesn't believe that the first win is that far away this season. So, yeah, back and forth, was, like I said. Excellent that you that just was like that. same day, dude. Yeah, same day. It was literally the same day. Um, but yeah, isn't it wild that only a few months ago, like when we would hear this, you know, it, Lewis Hamilton said, oh, the, it sucks, the car is slow. You know, we would, like, roll our eyes and be like, okay, like, here's another sandbagging masterclass. But, uh, yeah, this year I kind of, like, am inclined to believe him more, which is interesting. Um, oh, I fully believe him now. <laughs> uh, question the only times I don't believe him is when he's like, uh, yeah, the car's looking really good. Like, I think we're going to get our first one. That's the time now that I don't believe him. <laughs> yeah. Like, reverse sandbagging. Yeah. Um, do you think he gets a win this year? Do you think Lewis wins a race? I don't think he does. I'll say he does. I, I bet George has a better chance than he does. Yeah, George has gotten some opinion. P2s. He's not that far. All he needs dude, is FP1, they were 1-2. And you, everyone knows, dude, FP1 is like the biggest uh, determination of how you do in a race this weekend. Yeah, uh, Ferrari had 1-2 in FP1 last weekend, and they crushed it last weekend, <laughs> if I remember right. But, well, no, but Zan, Zanvoort is always the one. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. the last okay. like 10 years, uh, P1, P2 has ended P1, P2 on Sunday. Oh, got it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'll believe you. Don't yeah, don't look at the stat. Yeah, I'm not going to, but I'll believe you. Uh, um, all right. That's all we got for recent headlines. That was fun. Let's get into our Grand Preview of the Dutch Grand Prix in Zandvoort, Amsterdam, Netherlands. All right. Quick little ditty on this quick little track. So we've been racing here since, uh, not since, but our first time racing here in F1 was 1952. It's a pretty cool track, like close to the beach, pretty scenic wind coming off the water since we are close to the beach so i wouldn't be surprised to see somebody take a little spin a little ding ding <laughs> just spit what the fuck was that <laughs> so i wouldn't be surprised to see somebody take a spin because of just some aero stuff and wind being wacky as wind often is uh we go 72 laps around zanvoort 4.26 kilometers a lap or about 2.6 miles um, circuit's been called like very quick, pretty insane, crazy, um, and kind of like old school. So similar to Spa, it's nice that we have it back to back with Spa because, like as we heard last week, Alex Albon talking about how like yeah, just like an old school track. You feel you make it makes you feel like you're in a real F1 car. I think is what uh, Albon said. So didn't he say this week he was just like um, I feel the vibrations. You know what I'm talking about? What the, no, not at all. Uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, all drivers have talked about how excited they are for the track, but I think Max is probably getting the most giddy because even though he was treated like it was his home race in Spa in Belgium, 
Um, I think everybody, I think the Orange Army of Zandvoort and uh, Amsterdam kind of claims him as as the Dutch, the Flying Dutchman. So uh, as far as the track goes, we got a lot of swoopy, flowy through the... Nope. As far as the track goes, a lot of swoops, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of high speed. Actually, no. I thought I knew this track better. But let's talk about the track. Uh, a lot of swoopy flowing corners. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. Everything from like, we, you know, I think we'll only have two DRS zones and we'll be able to DRS zone around a corner this time. I think the FIA just mm -hmm. came out with that this morning. Um, got some blind spots, some very, very skinny parts of the track. It's banked at some parts, like pretty pretty wildly. Um, and, you know, the, the only other thing as far as the track goes is, like, lots of G-force around these long, swoopy, flowy corners. So I think it'll get up to, like, 5 Gs for around 15 seconds. Uh, it's a lot on a driver's neck, but luckily these guys' neck look like thighs, essentially, compared to other people. So we'll be having too much trouble. But because of that, though... Definitely harder compound tires than we'll see in like a Monza, for instance. Um, let's see, what else we got here? Weather, why don't you take the weather? Weather Marco. Weatherman Marco here. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all looking like it's gonna be partially cloudy with highs of around 77 all three days. It does show that uh, rain's gonna be Monday, so hopefully it doesn't come uh, early. And if the weather in Zandvoort is anything like Ian, it always comes early. No, dude, are you? <laughs> That's what you tell me all the time. You always say I accidentally... We're uh, moving on to race predictions. You're so pretty. You're so... P all right, let's wrap up the preview of Zomvort with our race predictions. Uh, I think I went last time, so Marco, you kick us off with who do we think will DNF this race? Sergio Perez. Okay. Any particular reason? Uh, well, gearbox issue on, the, on Max's. Maybe there's a gearbox issue... In Sergio's, and it doesn't hit Friday, but it hits Sunday. All right. I like that, actually. Uh, mine's going to be Joe. I'm going to do uh, Cotton Eye Joe. I just think he's a DNF guy. You know, some people just have their thing, and his thing is just DNFing from races. So give me Guan Yu mm -hmm. Joe for a DNF. My winner, um, let's see. I picked Lewis two weeks ago, Max last week. I'll, I'll go with a Ferrari. Give me Carlos signs this week. All right, I'm also going to go with a Ferrari. I'm going to go with Charles. I thought you were going to say, I'm also going to go with Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Carlos Sainz, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to probably go with the last place favorite, Nicholas Latifi. All right, I am also going to go with uh, his... Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to go with... I'll go with his Williams teammate of... Who is... Uh, who has a his name. name. And yes. his name is Alex Albon. So bing, give bing, me bing. an Albon for last place... Driver of the day, layup, Max Verstappen for driver of the day. Thank you very much. I'll take my point now. I am going to go with uh, the winner of FP1, George. All right, love and, it. And uh, douche of the day, brought to you by Summer's Eve, the douche juice. I'm going to go with Esteban Ocon. All right, um, I'm going to... You did Alonzo last time. I'm Give me Alonzo this week. You got Alonzo last week, and I think we you actually got it, which is ultra rare in these race prediction series. So uh, let me try to ride the hot hand and do Fernando back to Alonzo. Back-to-back back doucher. <laughs> Going out of Alpine on a chariot of fire, on a chariot of douche. Double fingers? <laughs> uh, wild card prediction. I'm going to say contact happens under orange smoke. 
like under flare of orange. What do we think? Okay, I will. I mean, I think it could get a little contentious um, okay. about like what's like if you're like oh there's a little bit of dust right there like yeah. that's definitely one smoke. Like, but I'm, I mean, it could be like it could be super obvious too. So I don't, you know, it just is going to have to play out and depend. All right, well we'll we'll debate it. But give me give me contact happening under under some orange flare smoke. Okay, um, I'm gonna. Uh, just like you said, you're kind of like the ultimate jinx. You said McLaren. This is a great track for McLaren. I'm going to say Alpine extends the lead to 30 plus points. They're at 20. They're at 20 points. God damn. So uh, a net plus 10 for them at least. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Go ahead. Who's fastest lap? Fastest lap is going to be Max. All right. My fastest lap is going to be Sergio. I feel like picking a fastest lap that's not a Red Bull is a mistake. And also, by the way, two weeks ago, two races ago, I picked Mick Schumacher for fastest lap. I saw that today. Yeah. What were we doing? What was I doing? I think Um, I was thinking Haas was back. I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think I remember that, actually. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, pole position, give me Max Verstappen. Um... Sergio Press. Good call. Um, and then something I wanted to put in front of you, I know we talked about it last race predictions, but uh, do we want to add in, like, uh, how many cars don't finish the race or, like, how many cars? Yeah. All right, fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Uh, well, it's your guessing. How many cars aren't going to finish? Three. Two. Give me two. Um, all right. That'll be, like, a, that'll be a nice little extra bonus if one of us gets that. And you think be a- that this would be relatively easy. Actually, I mean, dude, for us not being able to pick the last two weeks, <laughs> I guess it might be a little difficult. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, that's all. I think that's all we got. I'm excited to get into this race weekend. It's coming out. This podcast is coming out a little late, later than we like. Uh, but that's what happens when you go back-to-back racing. Sometimes you uh, you release a podcast late. There it is. That's what he said. <laughs> Uh, all right, closing thoughts, Marco. If you are going to watch another sport outside of Formula One this weekend, watch those Indiana Hoosiers beat up on Illinois. Oh, and congratulations to Zoom Video Communications for being the official oh, yeah. innovation sponsor of Red Bull Racing. Oh, also congratulations to Max Verstappen. Uh, he started to dominate the sport, topping Lewis. Now he just got like nationally recognized in his <laughs> home country to be Sir, Sir Max. So like, congrats to he's like an officer, officer, officer of Orange or something. I think is his title. Yeah. It's like, dude, Max is what? How old is he? Like twenty four or something? Like he, uh-huh. I can't imagine he cares about that. At, at that, um, age. I saw the I overheard on FP during FP one uh, Christian camp going over and like, oh, the whole garage congratulates you. Like, I don't know if we call you officer or or Sir Max. And he's like, oh, ha ha ha, you can just call me Max. It was like. <laughs> It was like the most popular. It was like, oh, that's funny. Thanks, but just call me Max. Thanks, but uh, don't do that. (laughs) All right. Well, that's enough of us talking. Everybody enjoy the Dutch Grand Prix, and we will see you back on the other side of the race. Happy Labor Day. See you, assholes. See you, assholes.